Hey everybody, this is Chuck Smith with Bavarian Podcast Works, and I am here following Bayern Munich's snowy 1-0 win over Hertha Berlin at the Olympiastadion. And it was a, uh, I don't want to say it was an ugly game, because it wasn't. It just was probably a bit lackluster for Bayern, uh, considering the momentum they had going in. And I, I don't think by any means that the team played poorly. I thought in the first half... Uh, they were really good. I thought they were constantly looking to attack. I thought the defense looked really, really solid. And they were limiting the chances that Hertha Berlin had. Uh, it just over the course of the second half seemed to really slow down from both sides. I think in some ways uh, that Hertha Berlin was really, uh, I, get, I think, content to try and walk out of there losing 1-0. Uh, I mean, sure, they wanted to tie the game, obviously, and hell, even take the lead if they could. But I think a, a 1-0 loss was was okay for them. I mean, at this point in the season, they need all the points they can get. But I think just getting a little bit of confidence, being able to hang in with Bayern Munich was exactly what they wanted to get out of this game under Pal Dardai. So I think that, you know, once you, you take a look at the final result from a Hertha perspective, uh, they're happy. For Bayern, they're probably happy as well. It was a getaway game before they head to the Club World Cup, and they picked up three points. They did so without any major injuries, at least that we're aware of. So I think all in all, both teams are probably pretty happy with how it played out. And I think for Hertha Berlin, they're going to look at this as a as a stepping stone or a building block to really working to turn their season around and hopefully get out of that relegation danger zone that they've been in. Uh, so a couple of quick things. We'll recap uh, exactly what happened. And obviously there weren't a lot of uh, milestones within the game, but in the 12th minute, uh, we kind of saw the unthinkable there. Uh, Robert Lewandowski missed a penalty kick. And it was, I think, just a situation where upon his approach, uh, he probably wasn't 100% confident in the footing that he had there. And he just did not tuck it far enough into the corner. And Rune Yarnstein just made a great save. Obviously, it, you know, one, Yarnstein guessed the right way. I think he read Lewandowski pretty good. And then he was able to get outstretched and make the save. But Lewandowski did not have the best accuracy on that shot, as I said. And I think if he could take that one back, he might have just went with a little more raw power than anything. I think he almost tried to be a little bit too cute because the playing surface was so slick. So I know it's really weird to see that, but yeah, he missed one. And at that point, like Byron was firmly in control. Leroy Sané did an excellent job of, of drawing the penalty. And I think just about everyone assumed, okay, well, this will be 1-0 pretty quickly. And it wasn't. And I think that, you know, those things happen over the course of the season. I don't think that's that what happened on that PK is going to shake Lewandowski's confidence at all. I just kind of think that was one of those situations where he wasn't quite sure about the field. And he wasn't quite positive he was going to be able to stay on his feet if he went with more power. So we'll chalk that one up to the conditions and hopefully Lewandowski, the next time he gets an opportunity, will bury it. But it was just about nine minutes later when Thomas Muller found Kingsley Coman and Coman ripped off a shot that deflected off, I believe it was Nicholas Stark, and over the head of Yarstein into the net for a quick 
1-0 Bayern lead in the 21st minute. And you know what? That is how it would stay for the rest of the game. Uh, the rest of the first half kind of followed the early pattern of the game where Bayern was firmly in control, constantly looking to attack. It, it looked like it was just going to be a matter of time before they started to uh, really break through and, and tack on one, two, three more goals. But unfortunately, the way it played out, uh, things just did not uh, work out that way. Uh, I was a little shocked that Byron was only able to score one goal. But like I said, once the second half started, I think you know Byron probably had their minds uh, heading <laughs> on their flight to Qatar, Qatar, however it's said. Uh, Derek Ray actually probably had the best pronunciation of it, and I'm probably butchering it as as usual. But um, you know, Bayern I think lost its focus a little bit. I think that uh, Hertha Berlin was absolutely uh, you know trying to get in there and get at least a point out of it. But they were mostly looking to keep it close, trying to limit Bayern's chances and looking to strike on that quick counterattack. And for the most part, I think that Hertha Berlin did a very good job in the second half of, of just doing just that. They stifled Bayern Munich. Uh, they took those chances. And by the end of the second half, I thought they looked like a more dangerous team. Uh, the problem for them was they had several opportunities to beat Manuel Neuer and whether it was Neuer stepping up or uh, Cunha <laughs> having an unfortunate chip that went wide of the net, uh, it just became a situation where no matter what Hertha did, they were not able to find a way to get the ball in the back of the net. And I think it was really scary for a lot of Bayern fans uh, in the second half of the game because toward the end, I mean, you started to see the back line get caught up too high. You started to see the recovery speed not quite be there. And I think the legs were just a little tired there and unfocused in the second half. And, I, you know, in some respects, Byron is lucky to come out with three points. But in, in another way, I think that Byron felt firmly in control of the game. I think they thought that they had it under control, that they weren't, in any danger and Hertha had one last kick and you know the last five to ten minutes of the game were really really tricky for Bayern uh, that's something you know we would like not to see it's something that you would uh, you would assume a team that's had some defensive struggles would be working to eliminate but it was one of those situations where you don't want to make a big deal out of it at this point uh, when you look at the overall situation Snowy game, poor conditions, getaway game. I mean, they are leaving for at least a week. And, you know, I think just mine started to drift off of the task at hand. And, you know, occasionally that does happen. I mean, it doesn't just happen to those of us who are office drones, who sit in a cube or an office and start have you know, have their minds start to wander on a Friday. Unfortunately, it can happen with athletes too. And I think you know, at least for the second half, the the latter part of the game, that Bayern did struggle a bit with that. They lost their focus, and they forgot some of those things that were so key in maintaining control of the game early. Uh, you know, they they got sloppy in possession. They started to take unnecessary chances. Positioning became an issue once again, something that, you know, we really hadn't seen that much of. So, you know, all in all, uh, like I said, both teams are probably a little happy at the way this one played out. Obviously, Bayern is going to sweep this one under the rug and move on, take those three points and roll. 
while Hertha Berlin is going to use this as something to build from and hopefully start, hopefully start to elevate their place within the league and get away from uh, their current position uh, toward the end there. They were entering the game, they were in 15th place. So depending on what happens this weekend, I mean, they could be in that danger zone uh and that would not be good for a team with a talent base like they have. They're obviously far better than their record has shown, but for whatever reason, things have not clicked on the pitch for them this year. As for Bayern, uh, moving forward and past this one, I think that Hansi Flick was able to work in some subs at the end of the game. I, I think he's going to have uh, a couple of questions heading into the Club World Cup as to who he's going to play, what formation he's going to use. Obviously, today, using using Joshua Kimmich as a lone defensive midfielder in a 4-1-4-1 was a bit of a gamble, and I think for the most part it worked. It was toward the second half of the game there where uh, things got a little bit sloppy, and, and part of that might have been the substitutions that, that Flick brought in. I mean, we did see... Douglas Costa and Quentin Tolisso come in and let's let's be honest neither of those two players are best known for their defensive efforts so uh, I think part of the problem with the positioning at the end of the game had to do with some of those substitutions and I think you know moving forward Flick probably learned from that well it'll be really really interesting to see what he does at the Club World Cup will he continue to roll out with this 4-1-4-1 or will he go back to the traditional 4-2-3-1, I, I can't see him going to a 4-3-3 in this setup. I just don't think at this point he's got the personnel to try it out. I also don't think we're going to see him use a back three at this point. But, hey, you never know. Depending on what happens in these games, and, and by all means, Byron should be a heavy favorite in each game, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Flick uh, uses his personnel, how he aligns them. And I think that, you know, Maybe uh, he'll have an opportunity to experiment a little bit, but I think first thing will be first, and Bayern will be looking to take care of business, much like they did in the first half against Hertha Berlin. So I think that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. You probably heard way too much of me this week. Uh, I was on the main, the flagship show this week. I also did the Dare Ausblick episode, which I hope you check out because we had a band pine tree garden sent us in a pretty cool byron fan song so if you can check that out but i appreciate you sticking with me i, I you know i know it's a lot of my voice right now but i promise the other guys will be involved a little more because you probably like hearing them better than me so uh thanks again i appreciate it and we will catch you next time bye <laughs>